What's up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to All Things Boston. It is a midweek pod, uh, Wednesday, January 27th, the end of January of 2021. Uh, probably the fucking craziest January we've seen in a long time um, with the Capitol riots to start and then ending with just, um, you know, crazy shit. President censored. Uh, Brady's back in the Super Bowl. You know, it's just been a pretty eventful January. And we'll see how February goes. February is a great month for me. Got my birthday, turning the big three five. And um, seems like that'll be my six months of no drinking, which is going to be a nice on the 24th, which is three days after my, my birthday. And um, I'm excited. I feel good. Uh, as of right now, I haven't eaten in 16 hours. I'll say 15 hours. Um, it'll hit 16 an hour or whatever. And I'm a little fucking loopy, but that seemed to have paid off. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. First things first, touch on the uh, football games this weekend. And I can just say one thing. Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. I felt that way, way back. I have some pods that will come back to haunt me where I thought Belichick was uh, a superior choice in coaching. I think it's still debatable because... You know, again, it, it's it's managing all these people. Like, you got to give Bruce Arians some props for getting Brady to come over there. And then he also is, you know, got the best fucking line I've ever seen in my life. These guys look like Vikings that are just out for blood every time they're blocking these linebackers. And I'll be honest with you, the Chiefs are going to have a fucking problem on, uh, on, on the Super Bowl, on the 7th or whatever the date is. And I believe that... You know, if they can run the ball, the Bucks, it's going to be a problem. And you don't want to doubt Brady. Every time there's a Super Bowl, we always doubt Brady. We always think that there's going to be someone to decrown de- him. But, you know, your 10th Super Bowl, I don't know. It's like another season game where then you got guys that are, you know, first Super Bowls on the Chiefs that are shitting in their britches when Tom Brady gets that ball and starts throwing darts to Godwin, Antonio Brown, uh you know, all these little random dudes like that. I'm sorry. I've never seen a better pass from Brady. And and obviously from all the marijuana and drinking in my life, I may have lost some memory cells in the process. That pass that he did at the half was just in the bread basket. And it was just a, a, a knife through the chest of the Packers. So I think, you know, to speak on behalf of all the New England faithful fans that, you know, were very butthurt that Brady did not sign with the team on a discount we're all rooting for him and if you're not rooting for him you know obviously you're just one of those like miserable people that just really should fucking hire a therapist and talk to them because you gotta be able if you want joy in your life you gotta be able to be happy for other people's joy and Brady Brady being in the Super Bowl again you know he's happy obviously he kind of looks very like whatever it's just that it's just a game I'll be happy at the Super Bowl but um, I do give him, I have joy for him and I think everyone needs to get behind him. It's time, you know, it's, it's like Ray Bork when he won with the avalanche. Like I was happy for Bork. So you just got to be happy for Brady. I, I didn't see this coming. I really thought that he was going to lose to the Packers, at least in green Bay. But you know, the weather was somewhat good for them. And if it was this weekend with a polar vortex coming over, it may have been a different game, but again, what happened to the Packers when you're going to fucking kick a field goal with three minutes left with the greatest quarterback of all time? It's the dumbest play call I've ever seen in my life. It gives me uh, PTSD from 
I wouldn't call it PTSD. It's actually a good memory. But from Marty Schottenheimer on the Chargers, who just seemed to always blow the game at the end to New England by just making stupid calls. I think like Marty called a timeout during an injury timeout like 15 years ago that helped the Patriots fucking, you know, get uh, the ball back and Brady won, something like that. This guy, it's just this kid will always be haunted by that call. And it just goes to show that analytics and the nerds in Silicon Valley that are, you know, using algorithms to predict the best outcome are, are fucking brain dead. And we need to stop looking at them. We need to go back to just real coaching. And I would have went for it on fourth down. The game was on the line. And the only way you would have been able to hang in that game was by going for it. It's just insane. Probably going down as one of the dumbest play calls um, on offense in a long time. And regardless, Tom won. I mean, he, he almost blew the game again. But with typical Patriots-style ways of winning, the defense carried him. And they shut down when they needed it. And then Brady, all he had to do was get those first downs to run the clock out. And the game was over. So I'm pumped. I'm excited for Brady. I picked him to win last week on my pod. So um, that's exciting. The Chiefs with Mahomes. Gonna be nasty. I, again, I, I, it's debatable to say how I'm going to do the Super Bowl. I'm going to need to do more research on that. But I am leaning towards the Chiefs because of the fact that Patrick Mahomes and the offense and Kelsey and all these other dudes with Hill, they're just unbelievable. It's just it's just crazy. And all the Chiefs need to do is, is just play average defense and they'll win that game if the Chiefs play exceptional offense like they've played all year long. And I made the mistake of betting against the Chiefs. Um, I badmouthed them a little bit uh, before the Bills game and they made me look stupid and I got laughed at in a couple group chats that I'm in. So I am definitely leaning on the Chiefs for sure and if you're gonna bet bet the Chiefs take the spread like I said it's just Mahomes is just unbelievable he plays the quarterback role like a shortstop would he's just making you know passes on the run and it's just fluid he's just he's gonna go down as one of the best quarterbacks of all time and I saw a really funny meme it was like Yoda and then baby Yoda and it really is it's like the beginning of this this legendary career for Mahomes if he beats Brady it's just seeing all this happen in full circles. So, which is life, you know, at the end, one of the greats has, has to hand over the, the crown. And if Mahomes does win, the crown is now on his head. No fucking discussion. I don't think anyone else can go down and say who's better than that. It's got to be Brady. Um, it's Mahomes taking Brady's crown as the next great. So regardless of that, that's exciting. And Again, I didn't really catch much of the Chiefs game. It was really just that Brady game that I was really glued on that I cared about. And we'll see what happens. It's exciting. At least there's some sort of storyline. The Super Bowls are going to suck. There's no fans there. Uh, you know, the first time in, in, in Super Bowl history that they're, the home team playing at their home field. Granted, there is some advantage to that. They all get to stay at their fucking house before the game. Or, like, they know the field. They know, you know how the weather is at that certain time of night. There are some uh, favorability in terms of that, which could obviously change the uh, preparation for the game. You know, it's just pretty cool that you don't even have to travel. You don't have to worry about anything. You're just, your family's there the whole time. They don't have to come a week later. Um, But we don't know. The coronavirus could also add a huge fucking stain. I think, you know, these guys need to probably be in a bubble the next two weeks, just so there's no issues where you don't have an asterisk on this game that's going to really make um, P- 
people just kind of say, oh, it doesn't count because of the coronavirus and shit like that. So um, stay tuned. I mean, this is just like my pre-pre-Super Bowl kind of ideas. We'll see what happens with that. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. So with that, you know, with football rearing its end and hockey, basketball starting up, um, I will say that the Celtics seem to have um, some surprising um you know, surprising spark with Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. They seem to be looking like fucking, you know, Nash and um, Nash and Nowitzki right now. Probably not the best comparison, but they have been unbelievable together. With you know, you're not leaning on Jason Tatum to win you games, even though he's dropping 28 points, 30 points, 22 points, whatever. Jalen Brown and Smart have just been playing absolutely insane. The first start of these games, I watched that game the other night. Um, against the Bulls, and they just beat the shit out of them, and it's just exciting, you know, obviously Brown was the, um, the, the leader of that, and, uh, Tatum, Tatum really is also the leader of that too, but if, if, like, that's what, kind of what I'm saying, if Brown can play like Tatum, and Smart can just make smart plays, rather than shooting threes, thinking he's fucking, you know, uh, Sebastian Telfair back in high school, you know, I think that the Celtics really have a shot. Tice, a solid player. You need an, a, maybe another big man. But, you know, the Celtics can definitely hang in there uh, with with what the competition is and how far we went last year. You know, obviously playing the Raptors are going to be a problem again uh, with their defense. And, and, you know, we'll see how that goes. I don't really know how the other league's going, but I have caught a few Celtics games, which is exciting to see these two actually getting their shit together and uh, playing exceptional starts of the league. Hopefully they stay healthy and hopefully, you know, the supporting cast gives them some points off the bench and we can land um, a solid big man. Uh, I don't know if Tice is really going to be the guy that, to bring us home, but, you know, we do have uh, we have the, the, the pieces. It's just getting them to play at a higher level and um, dominating the other teams like the Heat. Another team that's just you know it's good defense and rebounds are gonna are gonna be what can beat that team. So um, another thing to look into right now. I mean the Heat are gonna be good for a long time with who they have on their um, you know shooters. So we'll see how that goes with that. And then with hockey, you know Pasternak's back, which is a good sign for the Bruins. That's just getting underway. Um, you know we'll look into that kind of stuff with what's going on. And then baseball, Red Sox actually are doing something. Someone asked fucking Heim Bloom to go in there and make some moves, and he's actually making us talk about the Red Sox now. I am actually interested in this team. Adam Ottavino, it's like the thong of the Cold War. You got fucking the Yankees making trades with the Red Sox. This is like uncharted waters. There's only been two trades done since 1998 with the Yankees, and this is one of them. Unbelievable uh, kind of development. It's a great move. Like Jared Carabas tweeted out, regardless if the team sucks this year, we can trade him off for some farm picks. It's a win-win situation for everybody. I think that, you know, obviously Ottavino uh, was overpaid and didn't develop shit for the Yankees, but it's exciting to see the Red Sox doing something, making some waves. Kike Hernandez, love this dude. Always followed him. Um, I think he'll be great. He pulls. Uh, The monster will be a good friend to him. And I think that that's another exciting trait. I, I love Brock Holt, and we were looking for another utility guy who could play a couple slot positions, whatever. He lost Holt, and I think he was declining anyways. Got a young guy with Hernandez. 
I think he'll mesh well with Cora on the team. And again, we grabbed a couple pitchers. So, you know, I'm optimistic. Again, I'm back from the grave. It's like Undertaker waking up at WrestleMania. Boom, I'm up. Let's go. I think that it's exciting at least to now talk about the team. And you have, you know, Sale, Vivaldi, uh, Erod. Um, you're adding these new dudes from the Angels. And then you have Ottavino in the, in the bullpen. You know, maybe a few more, bull, a couple more bullpen guys, whatever. Um, can make this team somewhat average. I will say, though, that the Blue Jays are just running away with the fucking league in terms of signings. I can't believe that they've signed Springer. They got fucking Bichette. They got Bat Vlad Jr. Um, and then they just signed Simeon. Like, that's going to be a fucking problem for a long time if they continue to pay these guys. And you know what? It, it's just kind of sacrilegious to see a team in Canada, a baseball team in Canada do well, but whatever. Um, it, it, it will actually be good for the Red Sox and motivate them not to just camp out for another three years and hope to build their farm system. I think it's... You know, it's not going to work out for anybody if you just mail it and you see the other teams around you just getting better and better. I think it's time to um, make some plays. And I think Bloom's doing that. So, you know, I, uh, my Red Sox interest meter went from zero to now 10 percent, 20. I'll say 20 percent. I'll be cool about it. It's exciting. Um, obviously, the signings will not be as big as what the Yankees have done with getting Kluber and all these other dudes on their team. But I still I still don't believe in the Yankees lineup. They look great on paper, but they're just, it's just too many power hitters. There's just too much fucking, um, you know, prima donnas and attitudes and egos on that team. It's just, it comes with playing for the Yankees. I get that. But, you know, it, it takes chemistry to win baseball games. And I still think Red Sox have that reputation as that, you know, you might be looking like a high market team with our payroll, but we still have that scrappiness of being from Boston, being a smaller city. It's just a better vibe. You can get more, you know, it's just a, better experience i would 100 percent play for boston you got everything you need you know ted williams loved it he was a fisherman so you could fish you can hunt you get out of the fucking woods you know get into the woods and if you want to come to the city and fuck around for a day that's what you can do but i mean if you're in new york and you just you know fucking you got your drivers and you got this and that it kind of goes to your head so again i'm not sold on their lineup but i am thinking about the red sox devers bogart hernandez uh, Dahlbeck, they might bring Mitch Moreland back, um, it's exciting, that infield's exciting, and then, you know, hopefully, we, we get our boy, um, uh, God, I can't even think of his name, <sighs> Benintendi, you know, hopefully he comes back and slaps the ball around again, if he doesn't, fuck him, but it's still exciting team, uh, Devers, again, can be a superstar, he's been playing like a superstar, at least, um, a potential superstar in waiting. And of course, Bogarts is just an absolute fucking monster and you can't make mistakes around him. And with Dalback, again, another power hitter that we've been looking for since Big Poppy left. And that's it, exactly. This is why I made this podcast to vent about the Red Sox and now I can do that again. And it's exciting. And I hope that they get keep it moving. You know, it's it's funny now looking at like the Liverpool Twitter and they're just fucking telling them to cancel FSG. They're pissed because they see them signing for the Red Sox. And now it sounds like me on the other side of the pond. And I also love watching Liverpool lose. It's still enjoyable. But yeah, focus back on what made you Fenway Sports Group, which is the Red Sox. People are going to start getting pissed. You got nothing else better to do. Who knows about fans coming back soon. 
So let's get it rolling. So that's exciting for me. And I got something to look forward to. So with all that too, it's just, um, you know, there's a lot of goodness going on. I'm, you know, been focusing on my fasting and dieting and I'm down almost eight pounds since I started uh, doing this, which I give credit to just being disciplined. And I talked about this on my last pod. It's just, you have to be mentally tough. It's not about making the diet and having fucking vegetables in your refrigerator. It's about being mentally tough. And you know what? I was going to have a snack earlier after my workout this morning. And I didn't. I'm still waiting till 12 because that's what it is. got to discipline yourself or you're just always going to have that temptation to want to eat like shit. I'm geared up, ready to go when it hits 12. But, you know, these are the things that matter. I just actually downloaded the Apple activity. Um, I subscribed. It's free the first month. And then I think it's 10 bucks a month. It's a cool. Th- it's a cool little thing they got going on. They're definitely jocking the Peloton movement where it's like guided uh, workouts with music and then you can see your your Apple Watch uh, connects to the activity screen. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself, it's like, wow, Apple just fucking, they have such a monopoly on everyone. So you're wearing their $500 watch or $400 watch, whatever. Then you're, you're on your $400 iPad screen. Then you're paying $120, you know, a year just to fucking use their program. Never mind Apple Music, that's another 10 bucks, so there's another 120 a year. And then, you know, whatever, your fucking cloud space. That company is just unbelievable, and they're just, they're gonna bite into markets. Like, obviously, they're never gonna be as big as Amazon because Amazon sells more product, but, you know, it's, it's impressive to see that they've diversified some of their uh, things where it's not just selling Macs and, you know, fucking... Um, iPods, you know what I mean? They're doing other things besides that. So, you know, it's, it's a cool thing to kind of see. And, um, you know, I'm excited for everything that's going on. And, uh, you know, we go from there. Uh, you know, in the future, though, you know, we'll see. I, I do want to get back to going outside, ride my bike. But for right now, it's cool. The music's good. And it's something that I look forward to every morning, do a workout. You know, there's a burn bar thing where you kind of like want to keep yourself competitive with, um, with like the apparently it matches you with everybody in the class so you know another cool kind of uh interesting thing to keep up with and that's about it so you know for me man I'm just keeping it real I am just trying to keep positivity in my life and if someone's kind of toxic or something like that whether it's toxic behavior toxic stuff I'm just trying to get better at it man because you can you know you look at little kids they get up early and, you know, people are like, oh, my kid gets up so fucking early. But it's like these kids are excited to get up where when you're an adult, you're miserable and you don't want to get up and you're, you know, you're laying in bed in the dark and you're fucking bummed and you got nothing to look forward to. And that's on you. So you got to look at it, how little kids kind of live their lives and, you know, find something fucking fun to do. And if it's just doing whatever, get a soccer ball, kick it around. I don't know. I don't need to tell you guys how to live your fucking life. But for me, it's, uh, it's an eye-opening uh, kind of thing to kind of realize that that's kind of cool. So we'll leave it at that. I hope everyone has a good weekend. We'll talk more about the Super Bowl next week, and we'll speak soon. Peace.